you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live in New York City. It is Thursday, March 31st. My name is Rachel Bonetta alongside Kyle Brent, Peter Schrager, and Super Bowl champion Sean O'Hare. Let's go, Sean. Oh, let's go, Sean. Good morning. How we doing? How we doing? Yeah. Fresh. Feeling good. I accidentally walked in on Sean in the bathroom during the Super Bowl week. This is the first time I've seen him since then. Sean, how are you doing yeah, this morning? Light a match. Rachel's like, what? I, 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 nothing it nothing was, was uh, a pretty yeah. bad moment for yeah. me, but time for the lead block. Lead block. Okay, we're welcoming in Mike Garofalo. Mike, huge news broke last night. Bruce Arians steps down as the head coach of the Buccaneers. Give us all the juicy details, please. <laughs> we're piecing those juicy details uh, together, Rachel. Thank you for the image, by the way. Great way to start my morning. No problem. Anyway, back to the story of Bruce Arians. Stepping aside, not retiring, making it clear he's still going to be in the building. He made that clear uh, publicly and also in a text to his players that I'll get to uh, in a second. But Arians making it clear uh, in a story written by Peter King as well as one by Sam Farmer. Those two uh, veteran NFL scribes, Hall of Famers, shared the scope on this one. Uh, Arians saying that was probably going to retire after this upcoming season, had thought about stepping aside uh, as early as the scouting combine this offseason, wanted to turn the team over to Todd Bowles uh, at some point, has always thought about a succession plan. And when Tom Brady came back, they re-signed Chris Godwin, added a couple of other pieces, brought some guys back. Arian said, what time better than right now? Let me turn it over to Bowles when we've got a good team because we've got a really tough schedule next season. They are the fourth toughest schedule the Buccaneers have uh, according to the strength of schedule based off this last season. So uh, Arians wanting to turn it over to Bowles when the team is in good shape. Now I know how it looks. 
I know a lot of folks are going to make uh, talk about the dynamic with Tom Brady. Sarah Walsh is coming up in a second. She will talk about that. All we can tell you is that Arians has been consistent in his message publicly and privately as well. That text that the players said last night, quote, with Tom coming back, the guys we've been able to retain and the new free agents we've added, I know this team is built for continued success. That's why I know now is the time. I want Todd and the rest of your coaches to have every chance to succeed, and I know that they will. Ball's getting a new five-year deal. He was one of the highest paid defensive coordinators in the league, now going to be paid as a head coach on a brand new five-year deal. Todd Bowles taking over for Bruce Arians, Rachel. All right. Thanks, Mike. We do know how it looks. It's a great soundbite. Mm. Right? Yeah. Mike does a whole report that says, now I know how it looks. <laughs> and we all know how it looks. And I would bet that Sarah Walsh knows how it looks. Sarah, we're, we're using this term, juicy details. Now, we heard, I don't know if we classify them as rumors. It was actually a report of friction between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. I don't know if that's mythical or factual, but what role did any of that play in all of this, if any role at all? And good morning, Sarah. Give us the give us the juicy details. Yeah, good morning. And you know what I love, Mike, saying that? Tur- turn it over to Sarah. Let her get that gritty, get the rumors out yeah. of the way. So here's the deal. <laughs> I'm out at the Bucks complex on a regular basis. On a day-to-day basis, you never saw anything like that. What you did see is Bruce Arians is a very blunt guy. He doesn't sugarcoat things. And I think some of that, anytime he criticized Brady, and, and rarely ever in Brady's career did we ever see Tom Brady get criticized. So early on when Brady got there, if Brady threw a pick and it was his fault, Bruce Arians would go, hey, that's his fault. And I think people freaked out and were like, oh, my God, how dare you criticize Tom Brady? When I always thought Tom Brady would be the first person to take, you know, say the onus is on him if it was his fault. So I think some of that was overblown. I can tell you that Jason Light, their general manager, was asked about this just about two weeks ago when they were introducing Chris Godwin or or not introducing reintroducing him on, on his deal. And he said, you know, there's always friction between players and coaches. They don't think too much of it. It was probably all overblown. I don't think personally that Tom Brady came back for Bruce Arians to retire, which is how I think people are looking at it. I think Bruce Arians has been in this game a long time. He said so. He has been with Todd Bowles for over four decades. I mean, that is a long time to have this guy by your side. He is a guy that cares about his coaches. He cares who he has surrounding him, and he wants to take care of those guys. And I remember specifically asking Bruce at the Combine how happy he was that he got Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles back. And he said he was really happy because, quite honestly, he said he was making plans for the opposite. So selfishly, he said, yeah, he'd like to have them back. But even more so, he wanted them to be head coaches. And now he gets to turn over the reins to his guy, his successor, in a manner in which this isn't a rebuild. It has been a reload. And Todd Bowles is sitting in a great position with a team that should contend for a championship. Yes, he is. And what a legacy Bruce Arians leaves behind. Thank you, Sarah. Appreciate your time. Guys, this offseason, it's like it's like March was like it's the 31st. I'm running out of time. Go, go, I need go, go, more go. chaos. I need more <laughs> chaos. Uh, we're going to hear from Bruce Arians later today. He's going to be speaking to the media at 1 p.m. Eastern. So keep it here on NFL Network. Let's, let's break this down. What okay. do you guys think of the big news from last night? Bruce Arians stepping down as Bucks head coach. Shregs, what do you got? There could be multiple things at play here. Like, everything that Mike and Sarah couldn't be right, and they are right. And the legacy that Bruce Arians will leave behind is is one of the the great coaches and one of the great ambassadors of the sport for inclusion. So, you know, we're talking about Leftwich and Bowles, and this doesn't end there. Over his 40-year coaching career, uh, his staff has included so many different coordinators of color, but also 
females and women, and, and he's always been the person to be breaking down doors for inclusion. And if this is legacy is, hey, I'm passing over a team that's got Tom Brady and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Devin White to Todd Bowles so that Todd Bowles can then go on to succeed as opposed to giving Todd Bowles some crap sandwich of a bunch of guys and a new quarterback. That's a great legacy. Uh, why now? Why, though, after the owners' meetings where Bruce Arians represented the team and not Todd Bowles, I'm told that there were still some things that had to be worked out with the league. And what do I mean by that? The Rooney Rule, by design, requires you to interview two minority candidates externally. Okay? You have to, no matter what. We're at March 27th when this thing is going down here. And even if he was going to do it in the beginning of March at free agency, that would have been March 13th, 14th. After March, after the start of March, you cannot interview for the team could block you so like if i said hey i want to interview let's say aaron glenn the detroit lions if I wanted, the lions could say no 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 no, it's march you can't interview aaron glenn for your head coach mm-hmm. so that would have been a hurdle and then there's this thing of like why are we interviewing aaron glenn he wants to hire a minority candidate in todd bulls isn't that the definition of sham interview that mm-hmm. brian flores brought up all along like why are we dragging aaron glenn to this so they had to deal with it with the league the league and the bucks the bucks are confident that they don't break the Rooney rule by hiring Todd Bowles as a replacement. Let's get that out of the way. Okay. The other thing is what Arian said. I yeah. think if, if he steps away or if he's f- fired or whatever in February, they will hire outside or they'll at least open that up. That's 31 different coaches and their families that are now in flux. Arians has said openly, and I think there is something to this, I'm not looking to ruin all those people's lives. I want to put them in a good place. So he gets to protect his staff, go to the front office, and also make sure all those people are taken care of. The Brady piece. Why did Brady retire? Why did Brady come back and then have this thing go out? I haven't spoken to Tom Brady. But when Tom Brady came back, did I not come on this show and say, last year ended weird. I would be shocked if there wasn't some changes made. There were some changes that happened overnight. And I think that Arians being there, they get along great. But I do think there had to be some sort of change. It turns out that Arians won't be coaching for his personal reasons, for his legacy, for all these things. His name will be on that Bucks ring of honor. There's no friction here. This guy is going to be loved as a Buccaneers coach mm-hmm. for what he did. And I think Brady gets to go out and say, cheers to you. And that's where the story will lie publicly. Whatever happened privately, we don't have to address that because, hey, Byron Leftwich is going to be on staff. Mm-hmm. He's going to call the plays of Brady. Mm-hmm. Todd Bowles is the coach. Away we go. Let's try to win another one back. And the story does have a nice tie to it. But I would, I would be skeptical if I came on here today and I was just like, everyone's great and all those things are great. Changes were made. Brady's back. Mm. And that's the story that I got today. Bruce Arians wanting to hand the team off to Todd Bowles and set up is a very beautiful, magnanimous, generous story. <laughs> all right, let's get, this, let, let's get this straight. Brady retires. Arians is out there saying, I'm still coaching. I'm coaching. I'm coaching. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. The team gets Brady back, the greatest ever. They get their free agents. They get the Godwins. They're ready. They got a supple NFC. They're going to dance to another Super Bowl. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame if he wins theirs. I think this is the time to... Come on. Um... Mike posed the question, what better time than right now? How about after another boat parade that you are turnkey for? You're ready. And let's, I, don't, I don't think Tom Brady forced him out. I'm sure they get along fine. But I don't think Tom Brady is there playing if Bruce Arians is the head coach. I think, it's, that's, I think it was a condition of his return. And that's okay. Listen, go to the Instagram. Are, are you kidding me with this? The story comes out. 
30 seconds later, Brady has a beautifully composed message heart, heart, with the heart. right emoji and the right message and just the perfect picture. And if that wasn't enough of showing the hand, are you kidding me? Look at the comments. An older gentleman is already on Instagram with his own Thanks, emoji. Brother. Thanks, brother. And by the way, it was right above a, a comment from Hugh Jackman. Like, not Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> a Wolverine. Maybe Hugh Jackson chimed in too. Yes, two Wolverines on that post. How about that? Uh, I, I think this has been extremely orchestrated. And the front office position is, you know, the dog's going to the farm upstate. And we love that dog. And that's great. And we're going to have it taken care of. Um, it's fine. And, it's, and it'll be great. And the team is going to be fine. And I don't think that they hate each other, Sean. But I think Brady ran this thing from start to finish, got wow. the guy he wanted, and the Bucks. Remember, they wanted him back. They, we were talking about Kyle Trask on the show. Yeah. And they're like, I don't think it was a condition, Sean, but I think Tom said, I think I'd be much more comfortable coming back if maybe there was a coaching change. And he got it, and he's back. Spicy. Yeah. It's, it's definitely interesting. I'll say right off the gate, I, I wish he would have announced a little bit earlier so we didn't have to rip up the show. I, you know, That's a great point, Sean. Yeah. 8.30 at night is, is a little late, B.A. Yep. All right, well, people settled. are trying to do a morning show yep. here, putting in some work. Think about others. Right, <laughs> to that point, Bruce Arians has always been thinking about others. And I, I appreciate what you're bringing up, and you guys have all brought up all the, the different levels to this. And I'll just personalize a little bit. I played for B.A. Uh-huh. And I've been in the locker room. I've been in the cafe. There isn't a single player that doesn't love BA. Mm-hmm. There isn't a single coach that doesn't love BA. So I, I I hear the the man, there's friction with Tom Brady and all that stuff. And I, I don't believe any of that from a standpoint of that they would either one of them would force the other one out. Mm. Bruce Arians has coached Peyton Manning, he's coached Tim Couch, Kelly Holcomb when I was there, Ben Roethlisberger, and you know, look, he led the league with Jameis Winston. So he's, he was a little bit of a quarterback whisperer when you kind of think about what B.A. has brought to the NFL. And I think that the, the love aspect of it uh, for B.A., like why did he do this and why now? He thought Todd Bowles was head coaching material. And the fact that Todd Bowles didn't get a head coaching job somewhere else is why I think he felt like he had to step in. He thought that Todd would get hired this during this cycle. And it's, hey, when Bowles gets a job, all right, I'll stay for another year and then I'll hold down the fort. But when he didn't get it, it was, you know what, all right, I got to make the change. And I think for, for B.A., I was in Cleveland. Todd Bowles was our defensive back coach. Mm-hmm. B.A. was our offensive coordinator. Nice. Our other defensive back coach was Chuck Pagano. Mm. You want to talk about Bruce Arians taking care of his guys. Mm. This is not the first yeah, time wow. Bruce Arians has stepped down and retired. And he's done it three times. He left Pittsburgh. He was in his car. He was driving down to his lake house in Georgia, I think it is. And he was done. He had it all packed up. Chuck Pagano gets hired by the Indianapolis Colts. And he calls up B.A. and he says, hey, brother, I need you. We've got to run this thing back. And B.A. is like, all right, turns the car around and comes back. And, of course, that was when Chuck Bagano uh, was diagnosed with leukemia back in 2012. B.A. takes over. That was his first head coaching gig. And when you see the brotherhood and what he did with Chuck Bagano while Chuck was in the hospital and how, how much he stood up for him and, and how much he meant for him, you see the brotherhood mm-hmm. that B.A. cares about. That's what I think is most important. And I think that's why it was such a big moment for him to be mm-hmm. able to say, look, Bolsey, this is the best time to do this because we're in great shape right now. You could take on over. And I think for, um, you know, for anybody that has been around B.A., they know that like, his favorite time is 5 o'clock. And you know what? Now <laughs> hey, it may be three o'clock. I was so. gonna say I think it might be a little earlier than even that. That's might be a little earlier. It might have been. I, I think now he, he gets a chance <laughs> to kind of do a little bit more of what he wants to do. 
Um, those are all beautiful stories, and I don't doubt that Bruce Arians has a fantastic relationship with absolutely everybody in the locker room, but I'm leaning towards KB. Come on over. And what he said. Did you guys hear what Sarah said mm -hmm. when she was breaking everything down? She said, I just talked to Bruce, mm -hmm. and uh, he was he's really excited. He's fired up about all these offseason moves. That's mm -hmm. a weird thing to be fired up about if you're around the corner from mm -hmm. retirement. Obviously, he's got that in his head. So that was a little bit confusing. I don't know about you guys, but I was very much excited about Brady going to the Dolphins. I was, I was hot right. on that. Let's I was hot on that. I saw, on. I saw the announcement last night, and right. I was like, it's a done deal, you guys. Come on. <laughs> I start doing my due diligence and digging around. Uh, Mike McDaniel said this on Monday. Tom Brady on the, the Buccaneers, that Tom Brady. That has not been in the conversation about him coming to Miami. I think that's what you call fake news. Hello. So if you're at home, I know this this started going viral last night. Everyone was Brady to Miami, yeah, Brady yeah, to Miami. Yeah. It's not happening, guys, okay? We lost. We lost this one. We lost this one. You battle. already had the jersey, didn't you? you I did. Oh, it was in my mind. It was going to be a beautiful thing. It was going to be more chaos in March. What a loved it. What a loved it. Speaking of, the madness of March is coming to a close. So next we've got some other emotions we are going to explore. March blankness is next. March blankness? Maybe don't What's that to do with DK Metcalf? <laughs> Metcalf on the move? Did you say Marion's oh. like March You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair? Or to have hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot. And now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard. But All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, welcome back. It has been one of the wildest months in a long time. 
game, but uh, both in the NFL and outside of it. With all that's going on, I wanted to know how you guys feel about some of these things mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about. So it's time for a new game. We are calling March Blankness. Let's go. All right. Huh. Okay. Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to give you guys a statement using your whiteboards. You'll write down March gladness, if that statement makes you happy, or think it's a good thing, or you'll write March sadness if it's something that makes you sad, or you think it's a bad thing. Make sense? <laughs> Got sort it. Sort of. Yeah? Okay. Okay. Really happy I thought of this one. Uh, nice all right. Man. Just when we think this insane offseason is done, a new set of rumors emerge about DK Metcalf possibly being on the market. Pete Carroll and John Schneider have both said... They intend for Metcalf to stay in Seattle, but they said the same thing about Russell Wilson less than a month before dealing him to Denver. So, DK Metcalf possibly on the move from Seattle. Does that make you feel good? March gladness or bad March sadness? So, do we write the word glad or do we write the word sad? You you know what? Let's just go with the flow. Let's see what happens, Peter, you set the tone. I'm going with gladness, selfishly Uh gladness. I feel like the tank might be empty with NFL news and we've got a long offseason. And DK Metcalf hovering as a possibility to be traded keeps all fan bases engaged. When I say all fan bases, Green Bay Packers fans reacted in a way I have never seen when I mentioned on this show that I would call about DK Metcalf after the Devontae Adams trade. My Twitter blew up. I said it on McAfee's show. His Twitter blew up. What did they say? DK Metcalf's on the move. Wait, wait, we need DK Metcalf. We need it. This is what keeps us engaged. The possibility of a satellite, a burning star, possibly joining Green Bay. What about Jets fans who thought maybe Tyreek was coming? Maybe they were in the conversation. What if I said you get a younger, bigger, maybe more explosive receiver across the middle in DK Metcalf if you're a Jet fan? I say gladness. The Seahawks... Your fan base, I understand where you're at right now. You're already licking your wounds over Wagner and Wilson. Why not just say gladness for the 31 other fan bases that might be able to secure and pay DK Metcalf? All right, well, listen, I think there's a lot of DBs right now that are tweeting out uh, Kyle's favorite emoji right now. I think that, right <laughs> there. That? A lot of DBs out there in the league are saying, oh, boy, if this guy comes into our division, we will be sad. But I think for DK Metcalf and, and the ability for him now, I mean, we all know where he's going, right? He's going to the AFC West. Like somebody, Let's go. Somebody in that division is going to pick him up and scoop him up. <laughs> but when you think about for him, it's here comes the recruitment style, right? This is recruiting season for players to bring other players with them. I could totally see A.J. Brown stand up and be like, hey, bring, let's bring it back. Teammate at Ole Miss. Yeah, sure. Right? They, they, they were together. Yeah. And that photo that we showed here on this uh-huh. show numerous times, it looked like Kyle with his shirt off right. with the abs and, and washboards. Him reuniting with A.J. Brown down at Tennessee could happen. Uh, I, I, this is where I'm supposed to say, what is it, Madness. Or sadness. Sadness. I'm going gladness, too. I, I'm three for three. I, I have season tickets to DK Metcalf. I have stock. I, I, we need to do right by it. Too much of a star, too much of a talent. He is a five-tool NFL entity uh, in that he has the ability. He's got something to say. He can get a little loose on social media. He can get a little loose on the sideline. He is like, Mr. If we are going to mire him in Seattle with... Drew Locke, or like some rookie who may not pan out. Who is the quarterback for him this year? I want him relevant. And Seattle, all that we're hearing is rebuild, breakdown. They're not showing their hand for a quarterback. So unless they do something insane in the next week, maybe in the next 12 hours, Benetta, before mm-hmm. March is over, I want him out of Seattle. Just get him out of there. Seal Team 6. Take him, get him out of there, drop him to AFC West anywhere. That's what, it. What, okay, so Adams obviously is amazing. That's great. If DK Metcalf goes to Green Bay. Look out. Is that, wow. I mean, is that yeah. Packers wow. are right back where we were? Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. That, I mean, that's then they can break up the Rams-Bucks title game, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Let's yeah. do it. Okay. 
Final one. I'm only making you guys do this twice. Chris Rock, the man on the receiving end of the slap heard round the world. Uh, while most people sympathize with the comedian, we don't have to feel that bad. Yeah. It was reported this week that ticket prices for his current comedy tour have surged, mm-hmm. going from a minimum of $46 per ticket last week to $341 <laughs> minimum per ticket. So Chris Rock reaping the benefits of the slap. Does that make you feel March gladness or March sadness? Okay. I'm Riggs, gonna, what are you, what I'm going to jump in first. for this one. Come on, Riggs. Sadness. Go on. What? Sadness, because we, oh. have a, we have a wrestler in the WWE world coming on later, yes, or a wrestling a personality. Manager. We are not going to mention who it is. We're going to surprise you with that. Um, it makes me fear that this was all a little bit of a work by Mr. Rock. Not that he got slapped. I think that was real. But when he slaps him, mm-hmm. and he goes, keep out of your mouth, mm-hmm. he goes, like, and he resists. Yeah, he's holding back. He's holding back. Mm-hmm. And then I'm wondering if jokes. in the moment Chris Rock is saying, oh, save. I'm going on tour next week. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's save all the good material. The if Chris Rock explodes on Will Smith right there on set, all right, well, then he's to blame. Maybe the people saying, oh, he went over the line. But he handled it so perfectly, so cleanly, so Hollywood, <laughs> that I'm a little concerned that wow. maybe Chris Rock, the consummate professional, didn't give Will Smith the business for 300 million Americans on national TV because he knew some people have to pay instead of $40, $340 to see him. I, I always think next level conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. After the slap, Rock thinks about ticket prices. <laughs> nope. Save it. Save it. Save it. Save Be the bigger man. Smart. Smart. Let's make some money off this okay. thing. I'm saying right. sadness because I personally would have loved to have seen him just rip him. And, you know, uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Sean, what are you That's going some on? deep level thinking right there. Yeah, on the greatest night in television history. Yeah. I, I'm going gladness right here. And, and I think when, when, th- when this went down and everybody saw the video and you saw everything that happened, you're thinking, oh my gosh, you, know, you feel bad for Chris Rock. Obviously, this happened. He had to, the show had to go on. And while his face is still stinging, he's thinking, all right, how do I handle this? What do I do? Do we go to commercial? Do we. And. You have to feel like, oh, my gosh, all he did was do his job. As a host of that show, you're supposed to roast people. You're supposed to, right. to make jokes. Presenter, make not even host. Right, right. Presenter, you're supposed <laughs> to kind of make people like, oh, boy, well, that was oh, the toe in the line. He did his job. And you know what I love, why gladness is on my board is because mm-hmm. he's not shying away from this. He, he's not disappearing. He's like, no, I'm going to, this is part of my act now. I'm going out and I'm going to make, you know, lemonade out with, with the lemons that I just yeah. was basically hit upside my face with. Um, and I think Chris, like for comedians right now, it's great that he's going back out there. Uh-huh. They're, worried. they're worried how people go. It's, it's funny you say that. I, I'm going to say sadness. Come on. I, I'll tell you what. On the way into work this morning, I'm watching on my phone, and the New York Post has video <laughs> of a gig that he has done since then. I don't know if it was last night or the night before. Uh-huh. Amateur video from the crowd. He's in Boston. Okay. But they had their phones so, locked up. Yeah. I, this person snuck it. All right, so we got footage. And here's, the, here's my problem. He comes out and he opens up with, how was your weekend? Which is funny, Good okay? But then he goes into this spiel about, you know, I have a whole show that I already have written. So, like, I'm going to talk about that other thing, but I have this sh- No, 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 no. If I pay $300, $400, I don't want to hear Chris Rock on participation trophies or this general. All, all Smith, all Oscars. Yeah. Don't tell me you already had this show written and you'll get to the Oscar stuff. Yeah. I paid top dollar to hear exclusively slap jokes, Fresh Prince jokes, <laughs> Hancock jokes. You can save all Hancock that other stuff. Jokes. All that. I want, I I want hitch jokes. 
nothing but Fresh Prince stuff, or I'm walking out. Or maybe somebody walks up and slaps them because they're going to stop talking about, you ever notice when you're on your phone? No, just tell me about the Will Smith thing the whole time. And that seems to be the way he's going. So I have a problem with that. I'm with you. I'm with you. Could you imagine a play-by-play breakdown from Chris Rock? If you put it up on some mm-hmm. like gigantic oh, yeah. monitor and he's like, okay, here's what I was thinking at this That's point. That's Here's what I was thinking at this bit. point. It's a great bit. Chris, call it's me. Gold. I'll help you out with that. Uh, all right, pop those thinking caps on. Peter's quizzing us on another round of Mixed Bag Trivia right after this. I'm scared. Uh, Lamar Jackson was big mad yesterday based on what Dante Hall said on our show. We'll get into it and we'll break down a little Mixed Bag Trivia with Lamar and his draft class brethren. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm gonna say this: We're not a show that usually has takes or draws the ire of our of the, the NFL players, but we caused a bit of stir of our, our show yesterday. Dante Hall, in with good intention, suggested just suggested that the reason Lamar Jackson maybe hasn't signed that massive extension in Baltimore is because maybe he doesn't want to go back to Baltimore. A suggestion. He even said, "I have no intuition. This is not anything. I, I'm just throwing this out there." Lamar watching the show says, I love my Ravens. I don't know who the hell put in that false narrative out that I'm having thoughts and leaving. Stop trying to read my mind. Lamar. Oh, love that. I love that he spoke. I do too. I do too. Lamar basically telling our humble little show here in New York on the NFL Network, get my name out your mouth. Oh, Oh, wow. Look at that. He couldn't have GMFB on He should have attached that. It was Dante Hall. The nicest guy. Get my name out your your mouth. mouth. Well, we love Lamar Jackson on yeah, this show. I don't course. think anyone has celebrated Lamar Jackson more and has enjoyed the fruits of what he does on the field in our little show that comes on on Monday mornings, being able to relish in what he does. And we love his draft class. So we thought in honor of all that's going on with the 2018 draft class this offseason, and there has been a lot, we're going back a few years. 2018 draft class trivia. Are we ready? I'm ready. Let's go. I remember it well, yeah. Peter. Ready Let's to go. Be bad. I know Justin and Trent love uh, Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah. yeah. They, they love That's that it. number eight. They love they really him. Do. <laughs> well, real stretch there. 
Lamar Jackson was the 32nd overall pick. Jared and Trent. Jared. <laughs> That's okay. It's all right. The eight ball I get. Yeah. Which <laughs> perennial pro bowler went four picks after Lamar yeah. in the 2018 NFL draft. So he went 32nd. Yeah. Who went? <clears throat> 36. Okay. Was it Michael Dixon, the perennial Pro Bowl punter? Was it Jesse Bates, perennial Pro Bowl safety? Mm. Darius Leonard, per- per- perennial Pro Bowl linebacker? Or One Fred Warner, perennial Pro Bowler linebacker nice. for the Niners? I feel like Fred Warner was a fourth or fifth round pick. He was the first one that I that I thought of, but I'm going to go with Darius Leonard. Give me the maniac. Okay. I think it should be A. Dixon punted twice on one play, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, Dixon's amazing. <laughs> Correct answer C. Darius Leonard. Colts done. selected him 36th in the 2018 NFL draft. Four picks after Lamar. Leonard led the ta- NFL in tackles and won Defensive Rookie of the Year that first year. He led the NFL in tackles his first Great. season on the field. Wow. Since entering the NFL, Leonard is a three-time All-Pro, and he's had 100 tackles in every season, all four since he's entered the league. Guys, Darius Leonard slipped to 36 in the draft. He might be the best defensive player in the league. Mm. Wow. That is how much hit or miss the draft is. And Lamar goes 32, Leonard goes 36. In five spots, there's an MVP, th- th- that kind of player on defense. God, that's so cool. The draft is amazing. Hmm. You ready? Come no, on, I'm not. Come on, Benetta. <laughs> Shouldn't be. You love Let's games. Go. This is not it. these ones. Rachel, which player from the 2018 NFL Draft currently ranks fifth on all active players in postseason rushing yards? All right. Is it A. Lamar Jackson? Is it B. Darrell Williams? Is it C. Rojo? Ronald Jones? Or is it D. Sony Michelle? Let me reiterate. Postseason rushing yards for guys okay. still currently in the league. Yeah. Who ranks fifth out of these four? Postseason. Oh, I mean, we were just talking about Lamar Jackson, but how much time have they spent in the postseason? Wait a minute. Um, I'm gonna go. Oh, maybe this is dumb. I'm gonna go Lamar. Not dumb. Okay, it's not dumb at all. You said fifth. You said fifth. Yes, he's played in three playoff games, but the correct answer. Is D Sony oh. Michelle? Sony Michelle, you stack up that big run with the base. Stack up. Look at this. Look at this list too. We have Frank Gore in there because he hasn't officially retired. But Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette, Russell Wilson, fourth. And then there's Sony. Sony's got 477 playoff rushing. He's played wow. eight playoff games. Uh-huh. He's got more rushing yards in the playoffs than Adrian Peterson does, <laughs> than Ezekiel Elliott does, wow. than Mark Ingram does. Wow. Sony Michelle rushed for 336 rushing yards alone in that 2018 postseason, yeah. and it's the third most of any rookie in Super Bowl. He also scored the only touchdown in Super Bowl 53 against the Rams when he was with the Patriots. So, does all that, and then he goes for the Rams and plays... In this year's Super Bowl as a, as a Los Angeles Ram. So Sony Michelle quietly stacking up playoff berths and stacking up rushing yards. Free agent right now. Free agent? Yeah. Okay, go get him. Let's Good do it. Time. Peter, give me uh, the mixed bag. All right, this is what we call the mixed bag. It could be anything. Kyle, we have footage of you <gasps> from the 2018 NFL draft. Because really? that Saturday, you were spent roaming Dallas, Texas. Oh, yeah. there he is. With the great Colleen Wolf. That's Jay World. And here's a moment that, Kyle, you will never forget. Oh, my God. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's the actual star where T.O. did it. That's Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he really did. <laughs> so, That's Kyle, funny. that day was epic. It was, it was a George Teague joke. <laughs> Go on. What do you got, Peter? <laughs> George Teague joke. As about as relevant as A.G.I.G. <laughs> took it like who, a champ. Who was the host and musical guest of SNL that night? Day three oh of the my. 2018 NFL draft. 
Was it Will Ferrell and Chris Stapleton? Was it Judd Apatow and Eric Church? Ooh, he's in trouble right now. Was it Doug Stanhope and Blake Shelton? Or was it Paul Rudd and Weird Al Yankovic? Paul Rudd was once Weird Al Yankovic for Halloween, and I know there's the connection there. It's not that. It wasn't Stanhope and Shelton. You put Shelton in for eye candy because he's a friend of the show. Uh, I heard that it was Judd Apatow and Eric Church, but then Church pulled out to watch some basketball games. Yep. I'm just saying, in the process of elimination, I'm going to go Farrell came home and brought the house down with Chris Stapleton because I do remember Will Ferrell returning, I believe. So, Peter, I'll just go all the way up to A. Is it Will Ferrell and Chris Stapleton? You're right. Yeah! Wow. Came back, not only came back, goes and does the cheerleader sketch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Up all over again. Perfect cheer. Yeah. It was the first time in five years wow. that he was there. He also did a... G.W. Bush and uh, Stapleton performed Midnight Train to Memphis and Hard Living. Stapleton Mafia, we hear you, we love you. I hear there is more new music coming out. Big Chris Stapleton. Also, no, uh, uh, no, they didn't run back Night the Roxbury. Katandon, come on. What is up? Judd Apatow made some news too. Was very I saw upset. that. Very which, upset perfect cheer, <laughs> which perfect cheer? Which perfect cheer do you do? Taco burrito. I don't, I don't What's remember. that hanging out of your speedo? Uh, You're blowing. They bumps. do the air pump, and they, uh, that was fun. <laughs> we did a video clip. Let's do it. All right. Let's fast forward now. They play the whole season, 2018. We go to NFL Honors. Presenting the award for NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year was Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. and the great Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, All right. What a pair. God, I love her. Take a listen. The rookie of the Year is... What happens next after they set up who won AP Offensive Rookie of the Year? Baker Mayfield's name is announced. Lamar Jackson's name is announced. Saquon Barkley's name is announced. John Hamm slaps Paul Rudd in the face. Oh, gosh, I wish it was D. Hamm was there that night. I mean, <laughs> handsome as all get out. I know what it's been said a lot, but all right, uh, who wants to go? Rookie of the Year award, not me first. Okay, Sean, you're up. 2018. I feel like um, I feel like Saquon won it. Okay. But is this a trick question? Is like, did they announce the wrong person? Is what I'm thinking. And he came up, and I don't know, they did some weird handshake. Okay. They did some weird handshake. Vanetta? Uh, I'm feeling like it was, I mean, it's definitely not Baker. Lamar? Was it a mistake? Mm-hmm. No? I don't know. Lamar? Uh, I think that Odell not only says Saquon, I think he says Saquads and hits the nickname. And I remember Baker being pissed because he was there, and he's up front, and he wanted it. That's my guess. Let's find out. They quads Barkley. Man, looking at this ward and just reflecting on this year and my life, any kid that looks up to me or any athlete in this building, just you could do anything in the you could do anything in the world. As long as you put your mind to and continue to work, uh, anything's possible. Thank you guys. Nice. Good Shout memory. out, Saquon, Saquaz, Kyle, you nailed it. Yeah. A quick note, Sturgill Simpson actually performed with Chris Stapleton that night, took the house down. I remember watching it live. Oh, Saturday goodness. Night Live. We see you, Sturgill. We see you, Chris. We see you, Weird Al. And of course, we see you, Paul Rudd. That's <laughs> right. Ritter delivers right on the money, and that's going to be a Cincinnati touchdown. Ritter makes plays when he has to. Ritter runs it into the end zone. Touchdown! Outstanding job, Desmond Ritter. 
If you can't see the smiles on our set right now, it is because we just got to know this guy off camera and we can't wait to introduce you at home to this player right here. Our next guest is one of the top quarterback prospects in this year's draft. He led Cincinnati to its first ever college football playoff. He's got the third most wins for a quarterback in college football history. Let's welcome to the show one of the best quarterbacks in this draft, Cincinnati Bearcats quarterback, Desmond Let's Ritter. Desmond, you're the man. You won 43 games during your college career, the third most ever by an FBS quarterback. When you hear that number aloud, 43, third to only Kellen Moore and Colt McCoy, what does that say about you and your ability to lead? Because you weren't doing it at one of the Power Five conferences. Yeah, I think, you know, you, you look at that number and then you break it down even more and you talk about 27-0 and 0 at home, um, never lost a, a game at Nippert Stadium. Um, and, you know, it's just a testament to, you know, not only my hard work, um, but the hard work of all my teammates, all my brothers that we've put in over the, the course of the four or five years that we've been there. Um, and so really just to, to put all those seasons, you know, back to back to back to back, um, it's just been a blessing. And, and like I said, again, a testament to all of our hard work. 27-0 at home is unbelievable. And listen, we're supposed to ask you what makes you stand out as a quarterback. And we're going to do it in our own way. We already know. What makes you stand out is decision-making and spontaneity. I go to the commercial break. You come on. You say hello. We're all saying, oh, nice to come on the show. We're playing music. You say, wow, you guys got good music. And so we put you on the spot, sort of an impromptu test. We said, Desmond, pick any song you want, and we'll play it for you here for the rest of the commercial break. Tell the people at home what song you picked and why you picked it so quickly, because we, we thought it was amazing. It blew up. <laughs> Yeah, I said uh, Avril Lavigne, uh, complicated, because uh, I'm <laughs> yep. more of a, a early 2000s, early 2000s guy, um, and and you know th- this whole process is kind of complicated too. Um, you, yep. know, you don't really get to have a lot of say in things, and uh, you know you kind of just sit back and, and and let the balls fall where they fall. So uh, yeah, and that was a song I used to jam to in the car with my mom all the time when I was a kid. Well I done. I love well him. done. Me so too. I love I'm a fan. Yeah. Insta fan. Look, Desmond, lay back. It's all been done before. Oh, right? come on. Lay back and just let it be. That's it. <laughs> Let's go back to October of last season. All right. You guys are undefeated. All right. Your Bearcats go into South Bend, Indiana to take on Notre Dame. You take down the Fighting Irish. Take us back to that moment. What was that like? And what are your memories from that big game? Yeah. Um, you know, my memories are, you know, pregame and just postgame, just, you know, being with my brothers and, and walking into that one historic stadium um, to, you know, incredible atmosphere that not only, you know, the Notre Dame fans, but also the traveling Cincinnati fans um, brought to the stadium. And so, you know, I always remember that game throughout my college career as one of the biggest games of, of my life. Um, but, you know, for us, it, it was just another game that week, you know, going in that week, um, you know, with our, our, you know, previous defensive coordinator, Coach Freeman, um, at Notre Dame now, and, and so just going in, knowing that we got to play our best um, and not let the, the so-called stage get to us. Um, and, you know, we did that. We went out there and played our best and went out and celebrated after. That's amazing. I still can't get over the Avril thing. Like, how old are you? You missed Avril in her no. prime. Would like, That came from back here. That was amazing. Okay, this is what I want to talk about. One of your teammates from Cincinnati is also expecting to be a high draft pick this year. Sauce Gardner. I want to talk about this. Look oh. at that. First, we need your opinion of this, the sauce chain he's been wearing around. But also, what's, what does he like away from the cameras? 
Yeah, so he, he's had the chain for a little bit, so so that's not new to me. Um, but, you know, what, what he's like away from the camera is almost what you see on camera. I mean, what you see is what you get with this kid. Um, you know, he's a great player, obviously, on the field. Um, and then he's an even great, a greater teammate, greater brother, um, and a great leader at his position. You know, he's a guy that's going to work uh, as hard as he can every single day. Um, and he's going to bring the best out of, you know, not only your other teammates, but he's also going to bring the best out of the person he's going against. Um, because if you don't show up and have your A game that day, then you're probably not going to see the ball that day. Um, so, you know, if you're going 100% against him, he's going to go 110%. And, you know, 10 out of 10 days, I'm going to pick Sauce over who he's going against. Mm. Wow, I love that. What a pitch. What an absolute pitch, and what a great teammate he is. I'm going to ask you to do something you don't always do, Desmond, is make this about yourself. Before we go, there are 32 teams watching here on the NFL Network, GMs, owners, coaches, and they're going over all their decisions they're going to have to make on draft night. Look into the camera and succinctly in any way you want. Tell them why they should draft you. Yeah, they should draft me, Desmond Ritter. Um, because I'm the best quarterback in the in this class, you know I'm the I'm the quarterback who has the most wins, um, most experience, and I'm ready to go out there and lead a team to a Super Bowl, um, and go out there and build a winning culture for an organization, for a team, um, and for a city and a community. Mm. How about this guy? I mean, I'm in. I this love is it. the guy. I'll tell you, Desmond, I said it off camera to you, and I'll tell you again. The Jets had Desmond Ritter as their quarterback at uh-huh. the Senior Bowl. They're not taking a quarterback. They've got Zach Wilson. The coaches. We're raving about this young man and his leadership skills from that entire week experience with them. Desmond, I hope every team can enjoy that. And let's hope that a team calls your name early on draft night so that you can be on our show as an NFL player coming up in the coming years. Can't wait. We know what his walking song is. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, ma'am. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 